Hi, good morning, good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana, returning for another episode in our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And here we are, right before the holiday season, on the cusp of it, or maybe we could say right in the middle of it. So our episode for today is titled, well, two titles I had for it. One was Looking Through the Eyes of Love. And the other one was, love is in the air. I like that one, love is in the air. It's on the air right now, too, and it's in the air. And the holidays, truly, no matter what holidays you celebrate, are ultimately a time of connection, of love, of closeness, of regrouping, rebonding, and uplifting ourselves as we move into the new year. You know... No matter what we say, no matter what practice we do, no matter who we are, we all want love. We actually are love, so we want to connect to our deep self, which is love. And the way this manifests in our everyday life is we want to be seen, we want to be known, we want to be cared for, we want very much to be respected. That's why many of the gifts, all the gift-giving a sign, oh, you are important to me, I care about you, I love you. And people wrap presents, buy presents, think about what am I going to give, what am I going to get, all of that goes on so intensely now that it can also have the underside, which makes us very sad. It's kind of a sense of emptiness, give me, give me, fill me up with love. Fill me up with presence. Fill me up with kindness. It's as if we always have to be somehow filled up from the outside in. And if we do receive that acknowledgement and that, that gift in whatever form it may take, even the gift of someone's time, which is a huge gift, and the gift of attention, another beautiful gift. But whatever it is, when we receive it, it somehow makes us feel worthwhile. As if without that, we don't count. We're not worthwhile. We're not anyone or anything much. And the very deepest pain we go through is to feel unseen, discarded, as though who we are and what we have done has just been meaningless. It creates a tremendous sense of pain, of worthlessness. We see so many young people, unfortunately, horrifyingly, committing suicide, this seems to be a bit of an epidemic because they're bullied or because they don't feel as if they're worth much at all. Horrifying, really. And although we may not be aware of it, the craving for meaning, that our life means something, that we have value, and the craving basically Beneath that, though we don't recognize it for truth and authenticity, is the really the deepest need that we have. The sad part, of course, is that for the most part, we receive that authenticity, that value, that sense of value from the outside in, from the way others respond to us. Of course, in Zen practice, we turn that around. We just sit down and look within We connect with what we are and what we have to offer, not what we have to receive. It's a huge turnaround, and it's very simple. 
It's so simple. <laughs> There's a little saying, a quarter of an inch difference in heaven and earth are separated. Just that little turnaround. Rather than seeking all of this affirmation and love from the outside, we turn around, face the wall in many zendos, or face wherever we face, but basically we're looking within. Rather than seeking all our treasures or believing all our treasures outside, we take ownership. We seek, we, 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 we don't seek it within, we meet it within, we greet it within, we discover it within. We allow it to come and greet us. That's huge. It, you know, everything that's huge is simple. Very simple. Too simple. It's so simple we pass it right by. We don't notice it. Some confuse, unfortunately, the craving for love and for meaning with the desire to be powerful, to control others, <laughs> and to control themselves. They want to influence others, and then they feel important and worthwhile. If they can control events, people, or have an impact upon them, they feel as though they've made their mark in the world. Very, very, very common and very, very, very sad. Because no matter how much you control, it's not going to last. Life has its own mind. Events come and go as they must. And people too. So this way of being inevitably backfires. Not only does it backfire, it betrays somehow a sense of what we feel, the sense of weakness and powerlessness within, and therefore we have to control or take power over others. This is ultimately a cover-up of our own feelings of powerlessness. Not only is it a cover-up, as I said, it's ultimately bound to fail because people and events must, not can change all the time, but they must change all the time. You cannot control them forever. Maybe a moment or two. And you need not control them either. Again, that wonderful little turnaround in Zen practice, face yourself. <laughs> When we sit and we don't move and we face within and we face ourselves, in a sense there's the, there might be a flavor or it might look on the outside like we're ultimate powerlessness, just sitting, just being, just looking within the ultimate powerlessness it could look like. And the opposite is true. Very interesting contradiction, fascinating, because as we do that, our true strength and power emerge. Not power over, but just power, energy, life. Not power used to harm or to control someone, but power to love. You know, I... I this is so intensely important and so deep. I may do a whole separate podcast just on this, on love and on relationships and what this is really all about. So there is another way to go to life, go through life, than with the craving to control. 
rather than always trying to change, to judge, to twist things to our liking, we just, when we're sitting in this way, we just appreciate everything just as it is. Very simple again. <laughs> My gosh, Zen practice is so simple it's impossible. Actually, it's very possible, but it feels, how could, it, how could we, how could doing something so obvious and so simple be so powerful? See, that's where the power is. It's in the simplicity and it's in the truth not in all the games we play. Appreciate everything just as it is. Be with it. When we sit and we don't move, we're not running away from it. We're not trying to change it. We're just experiencing it, being with it. If we do judge it, and which we do, we judge many things, we notice that we're judging it, and then that goes away, hopefully. And it does eventually. We're actually bowing to our life. I love that concept. I love it. By bowing to it, I mean we're honoring life just as it is. I keep saying just as it is to undo that craving we have, which is an addiction to control everything, to change it, to make it work for us. Oh, this has got to work for me. Well, who's me and what does it mean? You don't know really what it means for something to work for you. We think we do, but we don't. We don't. There's a higher wisdom, which we call Dharma, which knows. By actually bowing to life, by honoring life, <clears throat> excuse me, by honoring life just as it is, it frees us and it frees life. It frees others. Actually, this action is experienced as love. It's funny, there's a beautiful saying in another tradition, in the Jewish tradition, which says, who is honored? It's, and it says, he, he who honors others is honored himself. Beautiful. As we honor life, we're, honoring, we're honored as well because we are life. We're honoring others. We're really also honoring ourselves and others honor us. It's a beautiful loop. It's a beautiful dance. I love that so much. Honor isn't a word we hear and, or an action we think of in these days, but we must because it's beautiful and it's the biggest holiday gift we can give or receive to honor life just as it is, to bow to it, to greet it including ourselves. Wow. Just wow. Including ourselves. To throw nothing away. There's, I'm getting off a bit, but there's a wonderful Zen story, which I'll tell next time, where the teacher says to the student, there is no such thing as garbage. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is garbage. Honor every little bit is what he's really saying. He didn't use those words, but that's what he's saying. And, you know, we think of ourselves as garbage, people who commit suicide, who do drugs, who do everything to get away from this terrible pain of self-hate. No, no, no. Time. Love is in the air. <laughs> Love is in the air. And this 
title also of the podcast is Looking Through the Eyes of Love. That's what the holidays are really all about. And that's what your life, my life, our lives are really all about. And we need reminders all the time, continual reminders. So here I am (laughs) reminding you and reminding myself too. When we honor life, not only does it free us and others, we no longer have to dominate anything. We can actually become playful. That's another very wonderful experience and wonderful way to be. And it puts me in mind of my first Zen teacher, Soen Roshi, who I adored. He was so playful. We had so much fun together, particularly in Dakasan. And he would say to me, Eshin, we are playmates. And I love that. And we would play play with life. Play wasn't taking everything so seriously. Another way of looking through the eyes of love is playing, being playful the way children are, taking such joy and such, oh my goodness, look at this, look at that, such wonder. That's so beautiful. So... When we greet life in this manner, of course, love is in the air. And whether we're in a relationship or not, actually, we we cannot not be in a relationship. So many people have said to me over this holiday season, oh, I'm so sad I'm not in a relationship or my relationship isn't working. And I think, but everyone is always in relationship every minute with your breath, with yourself, with your neighbor, with a person you see on the street. We cannot not be in relationship. It's impossible. So the idea I'm not in a relationship or my relationship isn't working is just not true. And when we look at it and ourselves through the eyes of love, everything, everything turns around. So let me give you the exercise for this week as I see unfortunately it's getting late, time is moving along. You know I'm going to do in the new year a whole new I'm not going to replace our Zen podcast because I just love it I love doing it. But I'm going to do an additional one on love and on relationships because I feel so moved to do so. Anyway let's do our exercise for today which is really looking through the eyes of love. And what what this exercise asks you to do is to return to simplicity. Isn't that lovely? My God, what a relief. Return to simplicity. And to do this exercise in the beginning, just for a moment, close your eyes, just for a moment, and think of someone you might have some problem with. Just think of that person and feel how you feel. Okay, now think of some person you love so much. Just love them and think of them now and see how you feel. So in both cases, they're your feelings. The person's not here. They're not doing a thing to you. They're your memories. They're your feelings. One case love comes, one case something else comes. You can choose to look at everyone through the eyes of love. You can look for what's beautiful in the moment with them. 
you can look or remember the good that happened between you. You can always look through the eyes of love. Try it. Write to me. Let me know how it's going. I've been getting wonderful emails and I love communicating with you. My email address is toptopspeaker at yahoo.com. Our website for these, this podcast and all the others is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And of course, my personal website is Brenda Shoshana with two N's.com. I welcome your responses. I welcome your emails. I welcome you. <laughs> and I thank you for the privilege of us talking together. Because even though I don't see your faces as I speak, I feel all of you with me. And I thank you. And so right now we're going to close for today. This is a big week for many. I, I really, really hope it's a beautiful week for you and a beautiful holiday coming up. And, and, and see, see if you can do this. Turn around. Welcome everything that comes just as it is. That is another way of looking through the eyes of love. We're removing our anger, our judgments, our demands that things be different. We're allowing and honoring the moment and each other just as we are. Thank you so much for listening again. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.